you for tuning in to listen. This is coming to you from Highlands Presbyterian Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. It'll either be a sermon or a topic or a discussion, and we do hope that you will enjoy it. Good morning, Saints. This is Matthew Mbunga in Harare, Zimbabwe. We're going to break bread at the end of this session, so please arm yourselves with something to eat, preferably bread, and something to drink, preferably wine. These are the elements that were used by Jesus. Uh, however, these are only symbols, so use whatever you have at hand. In The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy is whisked away by a tornado to the magical land of Oz. As she sits down again and starts to take in her surroundings, she utters the famous line to her dog who is with her, Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Things are not as they seem. And it feels the same way to us now as the dust kind of settles, as we, as we try to kind of take stock of where we are in the world and, and look around us and see what's happening. Uh, things are not as they seem. We, we, we've realized that the world has changed irreversibly. Our lives are from this moment on irrevocably transformed and we're all still standing, you know, stunned and shocked at the variance. Uh, whatever contingency plan you have made, whatever as soon as, or if only when, sort of plans you have tucked away in your back pocket, pull them out and start doing them. Today is a gift, friends. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But then this has always been the story. If we read in James 4, verses 13 to 14, uh, James says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow... We will do this. We will go to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make a profit. You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Have you now, only in the throes of fear and uncertainty, been shaken from the fantasy that you are immortal? Or that you were sort of living some sort of fairy tale, waiting for some happy ever after? You are not immortal. You are not living some fairy tale with a a happily ever after, at least not in this life. We live in a world at war. And this has been the theme of my my messages for, uh, for the last five years. Do you see it now? Jesus said the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and live it to the full. So get ready, friends, uh, in, in the scripture, in Psalms, oh, awake, O sleeper, for our hour approaches. Have oil in your lamp, as the scriptures, uh, as Jesus taught us. The kingdom of heaven draws near. I hope that through the last uh, couple of weeks, maybe months, like me, you've been roused from your slumber. And the picture, though tear-stained and murky, is beginning to become clearer. There is more going on than we once believed. Remember, we started off this time of the year. Uh, last year, saying, Lord, give us 2020 vision to see what is truly taking place. He certainly answered that prayer for me. I see now or, or have, have had it confirmed to me the reality of the kind of a tale that we have tumbled into. The story that is unfolding around us, things are not as they seem. We cannot take things for, for face value. We live in a world at war. There is a, a spiritual battle taking place in the heavenlies. It is, a, it is waging open warfare. But like Dorothy and Oz or Alice discovering Wonderland, an adventure has befallen us with all of its requisite dangers and challenges, opportunities, enemies, uh, allies. And evil lurks and huntsmen stalk. But there is also a warrior king, one who ransoms and he is good and he is for us. The powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. 
a deadly eternal game is afoot. And we, we somehow find ourselves in the middle of this story. So what, what side are we on? What, what stance have we adopted in the tale? Marianne Williamson uh, says, You are powerful beyond measure. She contends that it is our light that most frightens us, not our dark. If this is true, which I am more and more inclined to believe that it is, then the only thing to fear is fear itself. Fear cripples. Fear, fear um, holds us back, restrains us, prevents us from, from trying, from trusting, from striving, from, from being, from doing, from living. If we do live in a world of good versus evil, if God is seated on the throne of heaven, if we do belong to him, uh, then we are king's kids. As the authors of the Bible proclaim that, that, that we are we're king's kids, that we're, we're children, we, we belong to him, we are heirs and co-heirs with Christ. If that is the story, if that is true, then we are powerful beyond measure because we are sealed in Christ. We belong to him. He is the, the victor, the conqueror, the king. And, and we, we find our place in the finished work of the cross of Christ and, and his victory over the evil one. Why then are we afraid of this world? Jesus said in John 17 that, that we are not of this world, just as he is not of the world. He explained that he did not come to take us out of the world, but rather to empower us to flourish through it and into the age to come. This is, this is the plan. This is the story. This was, this was always on the cards. Things were always going to get tougher before they were going to get any easier. Guys, read the Bible. Read the, the, the Word. John 17 verse 15. I am not praying that you take them out of the world. This is Jesus speaking to the Father on, our, on, on behalf of us. He said, but I, but I pray that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world as I am not of the world. Sanctify by truth. Your Word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. We are God's missionary community to the world to bring hope and healing to a hurting land. Jesus continues, uh, John 17 verse 19, I sanctify myself for them so they also may be sanctified by truth. This feeble, fallible, cracked, creaky, clay tenement is fading away even now. And that's a good thing. We can't stop that process. We can't save ourselves. But Jesus did it for us. He says, I sanctify myself for them so they may also be sanctified by the truth. The truth is that heaven is real. And you are designed for heaven, not for earth. In Revelation 21, John describes a new heaven and a new earth. And there we will reign with Christ. You are aging. And whether you are at the beginning of your journey or at the end, one day, the final page will be written and your story will end. Your body will give up. You will breathe your last. The curtain on your final performance will come down. The stage lights will dim and the candle cease to glow. And your time on the stage will come to an end. Whether you die with COVID or malaria or flu or by the sword, you will die. All men die. And then what? Our life is a breath. Here one minute gone the next. All men die. Few truly live. 1 Peter 1 23 says, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands 
forever. Friends, today is a gift, and it is the only guarantee that you have in this life. But our hope is not in this life. It is in the one to come. Today and your attitude towards it are the only guarantees that you can ever count on. They are worth far more than anything you could ever own. Queen Victoria, the British monarch, uh, whose personal wealth was estimated to have been around 500 million pounds, said on her deathbed, all my possessions for a moment of time. So what are you doing with the time that you have today, friends? There are 86,400 seconds in a day. What are you doing with them today? As Mark said last week, it is time to begin again, again. It is time to begin again, again. What if today is all that you have? Edgar Lee Masters wrote, I have studied many times the marble which was chiseled for me, a boat with a furled sail at rest in a harbour. In truth, it pictures not my destination, but my life, for love was offered me, and I shrank from its disillusionment. Sorrow knocked at my door, but I was afraid. Ambition called to me, but I dreaded the chances. Yet all the while I hungered for meaning in my life. And now I know that we must lift the sail and catch the winds of destiny wherever they drive the boat. To put meaning in one's life may end in madness, but life without meaning is the torture of restlessness and vague desire. It is a boat longing for the sea and yet afraid. The true enemy in our lives is fear, friends. Jesus came to release us, to set us free, primarily from fear, so that we could receive the free gift of life, trust him, receive him, and enter eternity with him. So after the meal, as they were reclining at the table, Jesus took the bread and broke it, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took the wine and poured it, saying, This is my blood, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So would you now please take the bread, the symbol of Jesus' body that was broken for you and for me, and eat, let it nourish your body. Now take the wine, or the symbol of his blood, and drink. Remember his sacrifice. Remember the the blood of the, the sacrificial lamb that was poured out for you and for me. It is for the forgiveness of sins. Taste and see that it is good. You are a new creation, dead to sin, alive to God. Live courageously today, friends. Live on purpose, saints. You have an irreplaceable role to play in God's story. Live by faith. Live true. Live courageously and may God bless you today and always. Amen.